This is the Ordained Educator Podcast, and I'm your host, Bridget Jackson. For almost three decades, I have lived and loved doing one of the greatest passions on earth, educating. I'm an ordained educator. If you're listening to this podcast, you were destined to do what you're doing too. You were ordained to impact others. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome back, Ordained Educators, for episode number six. Our topic for today is self-care. Yes, a very much-needed topic. We will delve into that in just a moment. This podcast episode is being brought to you by Ubuntu Press. Ubuntu Press is an online website dedicated to teachers, leaders, and homeschool parents. They offer curriculum that encourages an insatiable desire to grow and develop. Ubuntu Press is committed to advancing education and disseminating knowledge to their community partners. You can find out more by checking out their website at www.ubuntupress.org. P-R-E-S-S dot O-R-G. Ubuntu means I am because we are. All right, all right, educators, are we ready today to dive into our topic, self-care? How important is that? Very, very important. So how are we doing? How has your week been? I hope it's been awesome, like the person that you are. But it's check-in time. So we want to check in. We want you to do some self-reflection and just see, how are you doing? Um, There's no surprise that February can be a rough month for some people. We know that burnout time starts coming around. We make it through the winter break and, you know, January can be okay sometimes depending on what has actually happened during our holiday break. Um, But if that went well, then we can have some weeks that we go really well. And then that fatigue, that uh, mental anguish that sometimes is subconscious starts to kick in. So we know February can be a, a rough month and as educators, we start feeling more stressed or burned out. Uh, especially if we're in those high demanding areas or subjects. And so today we're going to take some time and talk about that. For example, if you work with uh, special needs children, you can sometimes be burned out. Uh, I have friends that were educators in special ed when I first started teaching. And one of the things that would happen a lot of times is that they would be in such high demand that they couldn't be moved to other positions even when they requested because they were so good at what they did and they were so needed. And so we know that burnout really does exist. Like I say, even if you're, especially if you are in a high demanding area or subject, or you're working with children that experience a lot of trauma or adults that experience a lot of trauma. So we want you to actually just know that and be forward thinking. You know, as educators, that's one of the things about us is that we can see things. I remember when I was a classroom teacher, I would uh, tell the kids I had eyes in the back of my head. And they actually believed me because it was times that I would see things 
that I didn't see with my natural eye, but I just knew that they were doing because of the fact that I had had those experiences. And I was I've always I've always been one to kind of be a forward thinker and think 10 steps ahead. And so that's what we have to do as we prepare ourselves to be greater. You know, we want to be great at what we're doing. We want to excel at what we're doing. Thus, we have to take care of ourselves. So it's very, very important that we do that. As servers of people, sometimes we have the tendency to be so busy helping others that we often forget to take care of ourselves. And so that's very important. For instance, right now I'm I'm preparing for a sermon as I do this podcast, and I'm reminded of the story of Moses when he was told by his father-in-law Jethro, you need to have captains because you can't handle this multitude by yourself. And it was during the time where Moses was sent to go help the children of Israel leave the land of Egypt. And it was, it was a massive amount of people, massive. He couldn't do that on his own. He had to get some captains. And so his father-in-law was very wise. And today I want to talk to you. You got to get some help. You cannot do this by yourself. And number one thing, you have to have yourself help yourself with self-care. That has to be the first thing. You see, you know, we're very vigilant in our vocation. Educators, we are tenacious people. We have some grit like none else. You know, we are fired and you can't tell us that we can't do this. We're just really, really, again, ordained to do this. So we're assigned to people. Whether you teach, you coach, you aid, or you lead, you're assigned to someone or some people. Our purpose is to help solve problems. That's why we're designed. That's what we do. The problem doesn't have to be negative, you know, so it's not a negative connotation, but we are problem solvers. Everything that was invented actually, you know, solved a problem. Think about the thing that you're using today, whether you're in a car, whether you're sitting at home in a chair, whether you're already at your job and you're walking down the hallway, you know, wherever you are at, think about something you're using. It was designed to solve a problem. And so that's what we are. We are problem solvers. And so in order to be effective, we have to take care of ourselves. So there should be some time that you sit back and analyze. A good example of this is how you go through the school iterative process of school improvement. You know, one of the things that you do when you're working on school improvement is you come up with goals. And so you have to be conscious of what stands in the way of you achieving those goals. Well, the same thing is true in our personal lives. To help you with this, I challenge you to do a SWOT analysis of your self-care goals. And yes, you need self-care goals. I began doing this almost two years ago. And yep, I'm admitting to you, I have not been good at self-care. I've been partially good. But when I became great at it, I actually used the same toolbox that I use as an educator for my own self. So I used to plunge myself into work. And when things especially got tough, that was my badge of honor. You know, I could handle this. That was only partially good, though. I needed more self-care. I'm one of those type of people that, you know, say to myself, don't you see my cape? I'm like Superwoman. I can handle this. 
Well, I found out the hard way when I landed myself in the hospital twice within a few months apart on the cardiac unit with people twice my age that I do not wear a superwoman cape. If you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of others. Have you ever noticed when the flight attendant gives you directions about what to do in case of an emergency that she says, or he says, put on your oxygen mask first prior to helping anyone else? For most of us, that sounds so self-centered and selfish, and it would be so out of character, but it's a must. You can't save someone else's life if you're dead. So self-care is really important. Stephen Covey states it like this. He says, sharpen your saw. Again, I reiterate, you can't help others if you are depleted. I know you can relate to this. I bet you can. I bet you have a moment that you're thinking of right now when you should have done more self-care. It could even be right now. Think about how are you going to do this? Oh, here's a strategy. Use SWAT. S-W-O-T. What are your self-care goals? First of all, identify those. And don't think you're selfish. Identify those. And then now what are your strengths when it comes to this area? Now, one of my things, my self-care goal is I take care of myself and I pamper myself. When I go to the gym, I have a very active life now. I work out from three to five times a week, mostly about five times a week. Well, I splurge. And I go and sit in the jacuzzi when I get done working out. That's a part of my self-care. While I'm in there, I put my headphones on and I listen, I meditate, I sing, I bring joy to my inner being. That's kind of what I do. And I'm really good at that. But then I need to identify my weaknesses. What are my weak areas with, again, my self-care? What are my opportunities that I have? And what are the threats? Again, what are those weak areas? Then what opportunities do you have that you can grow in? How can you get better? Think about the opportunities that you have. And then finally, what are your pain points that you can identify? In other words, what are the threats that threaten to take this away from you? And mine is ultimately time. And so I put that time in my schedule every day. So my gym happens to open up at five o'clock in the morning. So at five o'clock in the morning, that's my time. Because if I do it in the evening, sometimes I find myself not doing it and not taking care of myself. I actually hard schedule that self-care time into my life. I have a beautiful husband that makes sure that I have the opportunity to have self-care. If you have family, how can you include family in your SWAT goals? But make sure that you are taking that time to have that. When you realize this, you won't be caught off guard. When you realize this, then you can always be ahead of the obstacles. Because if you're going to be successful, please don't be like an ostrich with your head in the sand you are going to have obstacles. So realize this and make sure that you identify those problems. Don't just think you're alone though. That's what this podcast is for. This podcast was designed to be a safe place for you to come. I am your partner in education. I'm with you. You know why? Because I believe in you. 
I believe that you are destined to do what you're doing. And I want to help pour into your life. Why is self-care so important? Well, trauma is real, guys. Trauma is really real. Don't negate the traumatic experiences and definitely don't feel ashamed when you go through traumatic experiences. We talked about this on a former podcast and it's very relevant. It's very relevant. That's why I continue to talk about it. I remember going through my divorce and it was it was my last year of teaching. Then to make matters worse, I was laid off because of budget cuts. I had four children, two homes, the home we were living in, and my previous home that I lived in just the year before that I was renting out now because we had just purchased this new home. Debt that had four zeros behind it and a household budget that was reduced by two-thirds. I quickly landed a new job, however, so that was a blessing. And it was in administration. But then my stressors kicked in. I now work 20 miles from my home with two children under the age of nine and two high schoolers. Now my reality had changed. I was still dealing with the trauma, but also extra stressors. I had to deal with the divorce that drug out for about 18 months and was coping with how to juggle raising my children while maintaining my new career. Traumatic. I brought this up because about seven years after I was healed from that and I was doing well, I had an experience at work that took me back to those same feelings. Now, when those feelings came up, I had to cope with them. So my lesson from that was use these tips and know how to identify your triggers. Take care of yourself. Even when we are healed, our memory sometimes will take us back. Be cognizant of that. The more aware we are, the greater we are. One of the most important things that you can do as an educator is understand your emotional intelligence. See, we're trained in school to deal with the cognitive intelligence, but we're not trained. And, and a lot of times we're gifted with passion intelligence, but we're not trained on how to deal with the emotional intelligence. And so you have to be aware of who you are and where you are on your EQ as much as you do your IQ. So if you're feeling stressed or you have an anxiety a moment or you're dealing with, again, just, just being anxious about something, here are some tips from the Hope Line. Always just take deep breaths. Just sit and take deep breaths. Relax your muscles. One of the greatest benefits you can do daily is to stretch your muscles every day. I try to do it twice a day and take some of that tension out of your body. Get back to doing those things that you love. One of the things that is a passion for me is reading. So I have to get back to that sometimes. I love it. Take care of yourself. Again, pamper yourself. It's okay to do it. Give yourself permission. Ground yourself during those flashbacks or you have the moments that you stuff come back to you that you've been healed from. Or maybe you aren't healed from it and you still go through those cycles of trying to deal with it. Just ground yourself. And again, give yourself permission. It's okay. And then finally, know when to ask for help. 
know when to ask for help. It's okay. We all need help at some given time, even those of us that wear capes. We need help. You can gather more information by going to the website www.hopeline.com. H O P E L I N E. Hopeline.com. They are a website that helps deal with trauma and PTSD. They have some very good information. There's also going to be links in the show notes. If you know someone that could use this episode, please share it. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so as well. And thank you for your valuable time. I don't consider the light thing that you took time out to be here today and to listen. Until the next time, remember, you are great. You are valued because education needs you. Take care of yourself. You're one of the most valuable people in your world. That's how you will be able to pour into others. You are decreed to do this. It's not happenstance. It is your destiny. Walk in it. Have a marvelous week doing one of the greatest things on earth. You are an ordained educator. Coach me and I will learn. Challenge me and I will grow. Believe in me and I will win. I believe in you.